0: Most relationships are based on an implicit two-way contract. I'll do this if you do that. But since neither party can uphold their end of the bargain perfectly, they fall short. The two-way contract doesn't work in an imperfect world. What we need is a radically different approach. It's called grace. Grace. I'm Bernie Diamond, welcome again to A Different Perspective, as we head into the final message in this series called, Are You a Blessing or a Burden? Yeah, the last message in a series of 20, boy the time sure flies along, doesn't it? Now we've kind of touched on today's subject, grace, a little bit along the way. When you're talking about blessing, and being a blessing, it's pretty hard not to talk about grace but it just seems to me that we need to bring this whole grace thing into perspective, into focus, to understand it so that we can live it. I'm not naturally a very gracious person. What does it mean to be gracious? It means to be courteous and kind and pleasant, especially towards someone who's of a lower social standing than you are. Well, that sounds easy enough, but in fact it's much harder to achieve than we might have thought. Here's why. By and large, in our relationships with other people, we operate on an understanding of a bilateral contract. Here's what I mean by that. Contracts between two parties, be they companies or individuals, set out the responsibilities of each party towards another. So, party A is responsible for doing these things, and party B is responsible for doing those things. And if party A stops doing the things it's contractually responsible to do, then party B has certain remedies, which include being released from its responsibilities. And vice versa, if party B stops doing the things it's responsible for, then party A has remedies which include being released from its responsibilities. Pretty much how every contract works. It's bilateral, it's two-directional, it has mutual obligations, it's conditional on what the other party does. And whether you've ever thought about it or not, that's the mindset with which we approach most, if not all, of our relationships. An employee will work for a company, provided they receive the agreed salary and conditions, and provided they get treated well... If the employer doesn't deliver, the employer either leaves or, or maybe works half as hard because as far as they're concerned, the employer's broken the contract, whether it's written down, whether it's verbal, whether it's implicit. There's that bilateral contract thing again. I'll do A, B and C so long as you do X, Y and Z. But if you don't, then I won't do my part. 99.9% of contracts and over 90% of relationships work in exactly that way. It's standard. No one argues with the logic, although we often argue over the contract. Now, as standard as this is, it has a fundamental flaw. Since none of us is perfect, everyone is always going to fall short of their end of the contractual bargain. I am never going to be a perfect husband, a perfect father, a perfect CEO, a perfect friend, a perfect co-worker. I'd like to be, but I can't be because I'm human and I make mistakes, so do you. So in all of your relationships and their implied contracts, you are always going to fall short, and the people with whom you're in relationship, they're always going to fall short as well. Now we have a problem. It's not a theoretical problem, it's an everyday problem. It happens. When people fall short of our expectations, we react. We get angry, hurt, disappointed, resentful, maybe a mix of emotions. And if they fall short often enough, we begin to withdraw from our responsibilities. We stop doing the things we're meant to be doing. Then in turn, they get angry or hurt or disappointed or resentful towards us. So they then step back and withdraw from their responsibilities. So we react and ever down with the relationship spirals. It's like a death by a thousand cuts. You've seen it. You've experienced it. It's probably happening to you in some relationship, even in multiple relationships right now. What's the answer? How do we overcome this problem? We are all imperfect. We're all always going to fall short. The bilateral contract of I'll do this if you do that doesn't cope with an imperfect world full of imperfect people. So what are we going to do about it? Enter the solution, grace. Grace is a profoundly different type of contract because instead of being bilateral, conditional on what the other party does, it's bizarrely unilateral, one-directional. The contract of grace says, I'll do this if, well, if nothing. I'll do this, full stop, end of story. Whatever you do, I'll still be doing this. When you think about it, that's what the marriage contract is and that's what it's supposed to be and it's the couples who start treating marriage like a conditional bilateral contract who end up in the divorce courts. By living as a person of grace, by being gracious, by by determining to swim against the tide and live this one-way unconditional relationship contract rather than the standard but deeply flawed bilateral two-way conditional relationship contract we all of a sudden become an amazing blessing to the people around us because they don't get punished for falling short by us withdrawing from the relationship responsibilities. Most of us have a grace contract with our children. Sure, when they're growing up, they make mistakes so they suffer the consequences so that they'll learn. But we don't kick them out of our home. We don't disown them, no. They get to make mistakes. We still love them. We still provide for them. We still want the best for them. And most of them never really appreciate that until they have their own kids. No matter, because on our part, parenthood is a grace contract. The Apostle Paul, a couple of thousand years ago, wrote this to his friends in a city called Corinth. But as you excel in everything, in faith and speech, in knowledge, in earnestness, in love, see that you also excel in this act of grace. Second Corinthians chapter 8, verse 7. Now, just think about that. What if you and I were to excel in the act of grace? What if you and I were naturally gracious and forgiving and tolerant and accommodating and kind and generous to people who, surprise, surprise, constantly fall short of our expectations and needs? What a brilliant concept, excelling in grace. Paul wrote this in the context of raising money for some people starving in Jerusalem, people who the Corinthians really didn't get on with that well, but who were living through a famine. It's very much at the heart of the definition of grace, and he's saying excel in this. So imagine, imagine the Corinthians excel in grace, they give the money. The people starving in Jerusalem receive the money, they get the food, they fill their bellies, and then they discover that some of this money came from those people over there in Corinth who they really didn't get on with. What do you reckon that does to the relationship between the folk in Corinth and the folk in Jerusalem? changes everything, doesn't it? It restores, it builds up, it tears down the barriers, it opens hearts and minds, it does what grace always does, it brings people closer together. Excel in acts of grace. Because grace is one of the most amazing blessings you can give. Why? Because by definition, grace can only be grace if it's undeserved. And anyone that receives a blessing they don't deserve is forever changed. That's just how grace works. And God gets that. That's why the only way we can enter into a personal, eternal relationship with him is through his unilateral, one-way, unconditional covenant of grace. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this not by your own doing. It's the gift of God, not a result of your works, so that no one may boast, Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. No amount of work can earn God's favour. The Israelites tried that. Their, Their contract with God, the old contract, was bilateral. God will bless you if you're obedient, and if you're not, he'll punish you. You can read all about it back in the Old Testament book of Leviticus, chapter 26. Just take your few minutes. And when you read it and apply that old contract to your relationship with God, you very quickly realize that, hey, I have a problem. The problem is that none of us can follow all of the rules all of the time. So the rules of that old contract become like a millstone around our necks. Grace, on the other hand, sets us free as only grace can. For sin will have no dominion over you, since you are not under the term of the old contract, but under the law of grace, Romans chapter 6, verse 14. And if we could do it on our own, if we could work our way into God's favour, it wouldn't be called grace. It would be that old conditional contract which we couldn't live up to in the first place. But if it's by grace, it's no longer on the basis of works, otherwise grace would no longer be grace, Romans chapter 11, verse 6. As I said right up front, rules, God's holiness and perfection start out being bad news. It's his grace that turns it into good news. And the expectations that we have of others for them is bad news. But it's only our grace, alive and living and flowing out of our hearts that makes us good news for them. One of the most- Powerful ways that you can share the life-changing love of God through Jesus Christ is to be a blessing to others. Now, that's an easy concept to put up next to, but actually doing that, actually being that blessing, especially in those difficult relationships, well, that can be a whole lot harder. And that's why I'd love to send you a free copy of our latest Life Application Booklet. It's called Three Ways to Be a Blessing, and it's full of life-changing practical Bible teaching to help you do exactly that, be a blessing rather than a burden. You can request your free copy right now. Either stop by at ChristianityWorks.com or give us a call toll-free on 1-300-722-415 and we'll send your booklet straight out to you in the post. But this is the very last week that it'll be available, so don't miss out. Again, that's ChristianityWorks.com or one 722 415 Hey, thank you so much for joining me. I'm Bernie Diamond, and I'll catch you again same time on Monday with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.